Good morning, class. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where our spirit gets fed, where our faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Don't let those confessions go past you. Don't just watch us say them. You say them, too. It's a, it's a way to invite the Lord in and yield to his spirit more. Go ahead, let's say it again. Everybody say it again. My spirit gets fed. My faith grows stronger, and I learn how to be an overcomer. There are answers for everything that you're dealing with today, everything in life that's been a hassle to you, that's been a problem to you. There's a way out. There's a way over it. There's a way of victory. And the Lord's not trying to figure it out. He already knows. And His Spirit is right inside you. And He will show you and reveal. Now, you might say, well, I, this is all new to me, Brother Keith. I, I don't know about it. Well, all you got to do is receive Jesus as Lord, your Lord and Savior. Believe it in your heart. Confess it with your mouth. And the Scripture said you're saved. So let's do it, everybody. Let's just affirm or reaffirm our faith. Said out loud, Father God, I believe in you. I believe in your Son, Jesus. And I receive all you've done for me, the work of the cross. I receive forgiveness and cleansing, salvation, eternal life. Jesus, I confess you as Lord of my life. Thank you for saving me. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, that's the greatest decision you will ever make. It's the greatest confession you will ever make. If you did that for the first time, let somebody know. Contact us. Contact the office and let us know. Let us rejoice with you. And find your good company believers to get in there and grow with them. Now, we'll be a, an aid to you and a resource to you as well. Get your Bible. Get something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom. Let's release faith for answers today. Father, in Jesus' name, all of us do. We ask for anointing. We ask for utterance. We ask for grace and revelation and answers and help. And we thank you for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Look, please, again in Acts, the 14th chapter. Acts chapter 14, we're continuing our study on the healing of the lame man at uh, Lystra. We'll begin reading again in verse 7, Acts 14, 7. It says there, talking about in, in Lystra, they preached the gospel. They proclaimed the good news. And there sat a certain man at Lystra, impotent in his feet, being a cripple from his mother's womb, who never had walked. The same heard Paul speak. Heard him speak what? The gospel that he was preaching. 
Paul steadfastly beholding him and perceiving that he had faith to be healed, said with a loud voice, stand upright on your feet. And then the man did what he couldn't do. (laughs) He leaped and walked. Yeah, but he can't. Yeah, but he did. (laughs) Yeah, but it was impossible. Yeah, but it became possible. Now, Paul, you know, uh, uh, on some uh, Bibles, they'll have a little caption up at the top. Uh, Mine doesn't have this, but I've seen one before that says, Paul healeth the cripple. Or Paul healeth the cripple at Lystra. That's not true. (laughs) I said, that's not true. If that's in your Bible, you'll reach up there and just mark right through it. Because that's not inspired word of God. That's somebody's caption idea. No. And the reason I make a deal out of it is because there are some other accounts. We're going to see some other accounts where you could say Paul ministered healing to the man. Uh, There are gifts of the Spirit involved. This is not one of them. It was this man's faith that he acted on that got him healed. Hallelujah. Not Paul's faith. His faith. It's faith that he got from hearing Paul preach the gospel. So no, it wasn't Paul that healed uh, this man. But we see that even though the work had already been done, the man's not enjoying healing. Even though the gospel was preached, he still wasn't experiencing healing. Even when he had faith to be healed, he's still not experiencing it until he acted on his faith. Now, if Paul hadn't perceived that the man's faith was there to be healed, should he have encouraged him to act anyway? No. No. See, faith without an action is dead. Action without faith is, just, is still dead. Come on, can you see that? Trying something is not going to produce results. No, it wasn't just the man's effort that got him healed. It it wasn't some kind of mind over matter thing. It was the power of God that did what no man could do. Recreating body parts, changing his body, restoring his body. Only God can do that. Paul didn't do that. The man didn't do that. Well, but the reason it manifested How and when it did was exactly when the man acted. Oh, come on. Can you see that? That's no coincidence that the power that changed his feet and legs manifested at exactly the same moment he acted his faith. And that's still the truth today. That's that's how it always works. You got to watch about saying you believe something and yet doing nothing. That can go on for months and weeks and years, and you will get discouraged, and you will get frustrated. You've got to make an action. You've got to reach for it. You've got to reach for the impossible. Hallelujah. You've got to believe you can when everything says you can't. And it's not just the effort and trying that gets it done, but it's acting on faith, acting on the belief. So when they did that, when Paul said, stand upright on your feet, 
He leaped and he walked. Everybody say he leaped <laughs> and he walked. Uh, my father in the faith, Brother, Brother Hagin, said this. I'll, I'll quote from him. He said, Paul did three things and the man did three things. So I'm going to give you what he said. Paul preached, Paul perceived, and Paul prompted. <laughs> the man, he attended, he accepted, and he acted. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. What does that mean? Well, Paul preached. We know he preached the gospel. Then he perceived that the man had faith. And then he prompted this guy to act on his faith. That was the ministry side of this. The receiving side of it, the man heard. He attended to what, what was being preached and he heard it. And then he accepted it and he had faith. And then what else did he do? Huh? If you, want to, if you want to keep the words uh, the same letters, he heard, he had faith, and he hopped. <laughs> he, he attended to it, and he accepted it, and he acted. So, how many understand there's a Godward side, there's a manward side. There's a ministry side, there's a receiving side. And many are, are just passive and, and religion will just teach you to be a beggar. And that that's all you can do is just beg God. Beg, please God, please God, please God heal me, please God heal me. You know, people do the same thing where salvation is concerned. If they got loved ones that are lost, loved ones that are ungodly and unbelievers, they just, they just plead incessantly, oh God, please save them. Oh God, please save them. I don't want them going to hell. Please, God, please, God, save them. Well, God was concerned about them not going to hell before you were ever born. He's already done something about them not going to hell. You don't have to talk him into it. You don't have to remind him that they're in a bad way. We're not informing God of things he doesn't know. Come on, are y'all with me now? So what's the issue? Faith doesn't beg. Believers are not beggars. We've got to quit this begging stuff. I mean, now if God had told us, beg, and I mean really beg, well, we ought to do it. He didn't tell us that. Religion, man's religion has made beggars out of people, not God. He told us to believe, to be bold, to trust. So no, instead of begging God to save your people, do what he told us to do. He said, uh, pray the Lord of the harvest that he would send laborers into the harvest. We don't need to beg God to save them, acting like he doesn't care or doesn't know or we have to talk him into something. That's wrong thinking. Can you see that? No. Why did Jesus go to the cross? Why did he take their sins? He cares. But, but he doesn't need to do anything else. They need to do something. They need to hear it. They need to believe it. They need to receive it. This is not something God doesn't need to save them. He's already provided that. What you can do is say, Lord, uh, send laborers across their path. Open their ears to hear. Uh, in Jesus' name, I, I break the power of darkness over their minds so that they can see. Uh, Lord, give them repentance to the acknowledging of the truth. See, this is praying Scripture, not just begging and trying to get God to do something that He's already done. We've got to watch about the same thing with healing. Please, God, heal them. Please, God, heal me. Please, God, heal me. What do you think he was doing when he went to the scourging post? 
and took your infirmities and bore all your sicknesses and carried all your pains. You don't have to talk God into something he thought of. It was his idea. Huh? Salvation's his idea. Redemption is his idea. Healing is his idea. I mean, way back, he revealed himself as Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord, your physician. I am the Lord that heals you. Long time before you ever came around, sonny boy. Huh? So you don't have to talk him in to healing you. Everybody said out loud, quit begging. Stop begging. It's unbelief. And see, it's also disrespectful. You know, it's disrespectful to act like he hasn't done anything, to act like he doesn't care, to act like you have to talk him into being compassionate or caring. God is love. He cared before he ever knew about it, before you ever had an idea, before you ever took a breath. He cared and he still does. So no, we don't need to beg God to heal us. Stop begging God to heal you. Stop asking him incessantly to do this. That's just acting in unbelief and it's disrespectful when you know better. This man's healing, just like yours and mine, was already bought and paid for before Paul showed up in Lystra. Is that right? Already bought and paid for. Even though the man didn't know it, the man, what the man needed was some good preaching. Huh? Uh, didn't he? he? He needed to hear some solid anointed, thus saith the Lord. And when he did, he was ready for it. When he heard it, he accepted it, he believed it, he received it, and faith came by hearing that anointed word. Faith rose up in his heart, and he's sitting there ready to do something. He don't know what he's ready to do, but he, he's just excited about this. And, and that's one thing you can tell about when faith is there, you get excited. Every time, uh, when, when faith comes and faith is there, there is this accompanying excitement, this anticipation, this expectation. But what he didn't realize is you're not done. Yeah, you heard it. Yeah, you believe it. Yeah, you're excited, but you're not done. You're not done. You've got to act on your belief. You've got to act on your faith. And so Paul helps him, calls for him, stand upright on your feet. Man, he didn't think. He didn't blink. He just jumps. And oh, something happened that he had never been able to do in his entire life. When he moved and he reached the end of his ability to do that, something happened. He met the power of God. At that moment, healing power manifested. God can do things so quick. I know some years ago, uh, I was praying for a lady that had this big uh, uh, lump on her wrist. It was, I don't know, it was a couple inches across. It must have been protruded, uh, I don't know, almost an uh, three quarters of an inch or something. It was a big thing on her on her wrist, and she came up in the healing line, and uh, I put my hand on that, and I said, "In the name of Jesus, go." And I mean, faster than you can blink your eye. I don't feel it under my hand anymore. And and she looked at me, 
And she looked down. She said, it's gone. I said, yeah. I mean, you almost wanted to say, was it there? It it is so fast. I have seen this over and over again, how the power of God can do. You, it's fast. Some of say, you know, in the blink of an eye, it seems faster than that. It's like a nanosecond something. It's just the power of God it manifests in all kind of ways. I've seen bones that were broken instantly put back together. Just like that. We had one time a guy, and, and it's interesting about him because he was a surgeon. A very accomplished surgeon and a doctor. And he had fractured his uh, a bone in his lower leg. And he had a cast on, a temporary cast. And he was going back in a little bit to uh, get a more permanent solid cast on it. And, of course, he's a surgeon. He's a doctor. He knows about this stuff. But he, he also had a, a substance abuse problem. And that's what he was there in the healing line for. He wasn't there for his leg. He was there to get free from addiction. And I laid hands on him and, and spoke over him. And when I did, he said it felt like a band just came off of his head. Hallelujah. The power, didn't the Lord say that the Spirit of the Lord had anointed him to set the captives free? Isn't that right? Deliverance. That's the good news of the God. He said it felt like a band just came off and, and he was free from drug addiction. Talked to him months and months later. He hadn't used again. He, he was free. He was free. But that wasn't the end of it. Uh, part of our message that day was God is the true cure-all. He is good for what ails you. I mean, it doesn't make any difference what it is. And so he just, I didn't tell him to do this. But he looked down at his foot and he's, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm on to the next person, praying for the next person in line. He reached down, pulled that cast off and jumped. Now, he's a doctor. He knows what can happen to him. I, I didn't tell him to do this. But is this an act? Yes. The moment his, his, his landed on that fracture, it was, it was instantly knit back together. He's a doctor. He went back and, and, and saw the x-rays, and just like that, it was done. Just like this, this man can walk. In a moment of time, is God real? Is he the creator of the heavens and the earth? Did he create human beings? Can he do anything? He can. That's not the limiting factor. The limiting factor is people's faith, people's belief or unbelief. That's why the Lord would tell people over and over again, according to your faith, be it unto you as you have believed. Not according to what God can do, but according to what you believe and what you act on. Do you believe the power of God can do things today? Do you, class? Do you believe God's the same today? As he's always been. Hallelujah. I believe that there are people that are like that man today. They got faith right now. Hallelujah. They got faith right now from hearing this word that we're talking about. I want you to just close your eyes and focus on him and get ready to receive. Get ready to release faith. In the name of Jesus, I speak against tumors, against growths against things that ought not be there, I command them, I command you, die, dry up, wither away, go, 
in Jesus' name. Disintegrate and dry up and be removed and be gone. That's it. In Jesus' name. Hallelujah. I also have it in my heart that there are people that have joint issues. Uh, arthritis, whatever kind of thing. And the, your healing is right here if you'll receive it. Whether it's a knee, whether it's an elbow, a shoulder, or ankle. I want you to say it out loud. Say it out loud, class. I receive, I receive my, healing. my healing. I believe, I believe that I receive. I take it now. In Jesus' name. Okay, now what comes next? Move that thing. If it's an ankle, move it. If it's a knee, move it. If it's a wrist, move it by faith. If it's a shoulder, move it by faith in Jesus' name. Be loosed in the name of Jesus. Be freed. Be loosed. Be healed. Be made strong. Be strengthened. And restored. Somebody say I receive it. I, I receive it. In Jesus name. I receive it right now. In Jesus name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I know a number of people watching through the camera. You need to stand up right now. You guys don't have to. But you, you can stand up right now. Stand up where you are. And move that foot. Move that leg. You may need to walk around right where you are. Walk around. Walk around. Uh, and don't, don't debate, don't discuss, just do it. Move, act in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Somebody say, he's my healer. The Lord is my healer. Thank you, Lord, for healing me. Come on, just lift your hands and thank him. Lord, we thank you. Thank you so much for being our healer, being our deliverer. Thank you, thank you. Thank you, thank you. Praise be to the Lord our God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. Praise God. Now I want you to notice the next thing that happened here. When the man jumped up, he leaped, he walked. Verse 11, when the people saw what Paul had done, and what he did is he preached and then he called on the guy to act, they lifted up their voices saying in the speech of Lycaonia, the gods are come down to us in the likeness of men. And they called Barnabas Jupiter, which was the Roman name for the Greek god Zeus. And Paul, they called him Mercurius, which again, the Roman name for the Greek god Hermes, because he was the chief speaker. And the priest of Jupiter, or, or Zeus, which was before their city, brought oxen and garlands unto the gates and would have done sacrifice with the people. Why well, is all this included in here? Well, you got to remember, uh, there were no Christian churches here in this place. What there were were temples of false gods. And these people believed in the supernatural. Oh, yeah. They, they had gods for everything. You know, Zeus was the god of the sky, and he was the king of the gods. And like they said, uh, Hermes here, he was the, the messenger god, liaison between, you know, gods and men, that kind of thing. But they had gods of the sea, gods of fruitfulness, fertility, gods of protection, gods, and this is still true today. I was in the country not long ago, 
And I went down this street and there was a different temple for a different God on both sides of the road for miles. There must have been 300 gods represented in that one strip of, of highway. That's right now, today. And it's sad because those gods have never answered a prayer. And they never will. Because there's only one God. And people say, well, you, you should be more respectful of other religions. I should respect things that are taking people to hell. I should respect things that blaspheme the one true living God and, uh, you know, contradict the Holy Bible. I can't. I don't have to be mean and ugly, but no, I can't embrace all religions and be a Christian. If you do, then you're not a Christian. I know that's a strong thing to say, but Jesus said, you know, the scripture said there's only one God. And one mediator between God and men, the man Christ Jesus. And Jesus said, nobody comes to the Father, comes to God, except through him. Now, if you don't believe that, are you a Christian? Mm -mm. No. And so, what was going on here is these people believed in all these gods. And so, they saw a miracle. And they believe in the gods. And so, they immediately go, man. The gods have showed up in Lystra town today. And the temple for Zeus was just right out, you know, not too far from there. And so the priest of Zeus shows up with a sacrifice. And God, of course, they want to cash in on the attention too, right? And they want to go, hey, it was our God that did it. You know, see this miracle? And of course, that'll, you know, that'll pull new people in and maybe get money and that kind of thing. Yeah. But they're wanting to take the glory that only belongs to God. Hallelujah. And so Paul and Barnabas, man, they, they run in there and they rip their clothes. They, they grab their clothes and rip, rip their shirt open. And, and they're crying, they're shouting out, saying, what are you doing? We're men of like passions with you. We're preaching to you to turn from these vanities to the living God. And so they made it clear, very, very clear. Nah, Zeus didn't do it and Paul didn't do it. Come on, y'all with me? God did it, glorifying his son, Jesus. Now, we just prayed a prayer of faith just a moment ago, and I'm confident things have happened and things are happening. Don't you give the credit to me. Don't you give the credit to yourself. Don't you give the credit to your church. You give the credit to the name we prayed in. Hallelujah. Jesus. That name above all names. You give the credit to the one and only true and living God. The Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. Creator of heaven and earth. Somebody say all the glory. All the glory. All the glory. Be to our great God. Our time's up again today. Say it, say it as, we, as we leave. I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome this world by faith. I am strong in faith, giving glory to God. Hallelujah. Let us know. Send in your testimonies of healing so we can tell others and, and rejoice and others are inspired. And tell other people around about you too. 
Come back tomorrow. We've got more to see about this. We'll see you soon back here at Faith School. I've got a victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.